everyone. I was supposed to give a talk on mother's love, like a post Mother's Day event last Saturday, but because of the rising COVID cases in Metro Manila and the threat of the coming super typhoon Betty, which is also known as um, internationally as Mawar, the event was rescheduled. But I did promise I would share this talk today for episode 9. I don't want to preempt it. So what I will do instead is share some appetizers today related to my talk as a bonus episode. A dear friend of ours, uh, our Lama's classmate, Pastor Butch Diwa, from Dallas, Texas, was visiting the Philippines two weeks ago, and my husband and I were able to do a video chat with him. He was in Makati, and we were in Quezon City. At least we're in the same time zone this time. He wanted to know about the talk I was preparing to give, so he asked me if um, there was one advice I could give to a young mom based on that talk, what would it be? And I answered, wait, I better reserve that for the future episodes of this podcast for the sake of those who will be going to the talk, okay? But Pastor Butch, in his profound, reflective self, responded to my one-liner advice by saying something like, yeah, that's biblically based in the story of Mary and Martha you know the being versus doing so welcome to this bonus episode entitled being versus doing here on Nana's Notes this is Richelle Hossen Ligot the Bible tells this story about two siblings Two sisters named Martha and Mary. I'm not here to pit them against each other and identify who's the contrabida, that's Filipino for antagonist, or who's the bida, protagonist. In fact, I want to, as much as possible, refrain from comparing just to make one look wrong or right. But in our episode's title being versus doing, there's already an attempt to contrast two ideas with the word versus. So here's an attempt to, yeah, look at how different these two women are and these two ideas are. I hope through this message, we will be able to discover a little about who they are, and perhaps in so doing, identify with them or maybe aspire to learn from from their traits. So at the end of this podcast, more than saying, "Um, I'm a Mary or I'm more like a Martha or for the men, I'm a Mario or I'm a Martino, I pray we'll all get to know more about the Jesus who they loved and served. If you have a Bible, I invite you to read with me. Just pause this podcast and go ahead and get your copy. Let's read Luke 
chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version of Luke 10, 38 to 42. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered the village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. I'm going to try to put on my Nancy Drew hat and invite you to use your Sherlock Holmes magnifying glasses and try to be Bible detectives looking for clues. But the mystery we want to solve is, what does God want me to learn from this story? Some facts. Who? Who is the writer? Luke. Who was it about? Mainly Jesus, Mary, and Martha. What? What was happening? It was a visit of Jesus to Mary and Martha's home. When? They were on their way, entering the village. Where? What village? Bethany. It's a place in the outskirts of Jerusalem. Why did they stop by? As seen in the preceding chapters, Jesus was coming from a series of successful sending out of his disciples and victorious moments, being able to help others and teach. And the last teaching was about the Good Samaritan. The past days were full days, and they finally needed a stopover to rest or even eat. How did it all start? Imagine the parting of the curtains on stage, opening to the scene where Mary is at the feet of Jesus, listening to him intently, while Jesus was conversing, talking. He must have had so many stories to tell after all the events that happened prior to that day. And in the background, we see Martha busy serving, cumbered, distracted. From the website workingpreacher.org, I learned a little background about the Jewish culture. So in context, you see, men were the ones who usually sit at the feet as students of a rabbi, and women were expected to tend to chores. They were expected to serve, expected to grind grain from, for flour, because there were no bread makers then, no washing machines, no tap or faucets, just wells, no vacuum cleaners, no dishwashers. But Mary, 
assumes the posture of a student learning at the feet of a rabbi, a role traditionally reserved for men. I particularly want to focus on two keywords. The first keyword is distracted in verse 40. And the second keyword is portion in verse 42. Let's tackle the first keyword, distracted. In Hebrew, distracted means being pulled from all sides. The word in biblical Greek is perispao. And it has the connotation of being pulled or dragged in different directions. This makes me imagine Martha all over the place, being pulled by the pot she's mixing, being pulled by guests looking for the bathroom, being pulled by the trays of bread she has to serve, being pulled by the jars for the thirsty visitors, and then by the firewood at the back to keep the stove warm. I can easily relate to this when all my four children need attention at the same time. Um, actually, you don't even have to have kids to know this scenario. There's the house to clean, the dinner to serve, the friend who needs to talk, the bills to pay online, then the email you need to reply to at work all pull you to different directions, often opposite directions. And sometimes you wish you were an octopus? The Greek word perispao was used only once in the entire Bible, according to randygravit.com. The meaning of the word is cumbered, which is similar to the English word encumbered. So picture a rope, because it literally means to be tangled up. This time, I picture in my mind the yarn, all buhol-buhol, or entangles, I need to crochet. And even in the process of untangling it all, my fingers get caught, and I end up asking someone else to cut the strings. Or do you remember the doll named Betty Spaghetti? I can visualize her long, stretchy legs and arms all knotted up like pretzels. Sometimes we have so much to attend to that we get paralyzed. Bound in this rope that goes round and round and round and round, not as neatly as thread in a spool, but coming from all directions. And we are held captives by our busyness. Then, according to Thayer's Greek lexicon, perispao, which is a verb, metaphorically means to be driven about mentally, to be distracted, to be overoccupied, too busy about a thing. By this definition, I imagine my brain swelling like mini balloons because all spaces are occupied and and these chambers are all flashing like a cluster of ambulance lights and though it is all noisy around me all i hear is the siren like everything is urgent or is an emergency or maybe the sound around me is drowned out by these words my own voice 
oh no, I need to do this and that, and then I have to do this and that over and over again, that nothing around me can be heard anymore. It is deafening. I believe that most, if not all, of our busyness and distractions stems from the noblest of intentions. We want to provide for our families. We, we want to give our children every opportunity to enrich their lives. We want to serve people. And, and yes, we want to serve the Lord. Indeed, where would the church be without its Marthas, those faithful folks who perform the tasks of hospitality and service, so vital to making homes welcoming and, and churches and communities well-functioning. But then I wonder if all these activities leave us with no time to be still, to rest in the Lord's presence and hear Him through His Word. We are likely to end up anxious and troubled like Martha in verse 41, we are likely to end up with a kind of service that is devoid of love and, and joy and is resentful of others. Why am I focusing on the key word distracted? You know, accompanying this pandemic were pandemic-sized expectations which came with Changes in my roles and my priorities in the household. I was so distracted. I also remember whenever we would have parties, usually my husband would throw parties to celebrate my birthday. My hubby would, who is a wonderful cook and an enthusiastic host, he would, he would always have the time to engage with guests, even while he was whipping up a dish or or serving some food, you would always have the time and the energy to socialize. And then, as we started out a food business at the beginning of the pandemic, I would often catch myself still working late at night, you know, computing this and that, while he's all relaxed and lying down and has all the sweet time for watching his football games, videos, and being updated in social media. I was so envious. I was so distracted and plagued with discontent. After talking about Martha's distractedness, I think... She was also envious. And let's try to tackle this time the key word, the other key word, which is portion. In verse 42, it says, But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Portion. The Old Testament talks about portion in the context of inheritance. In like the book of Numbers, chapter 18, 8 to 10, and 20 to 29. But I would like to focus more on how the book of Lamentations, chapter 3, verses 23 to 24, pertain to a portion. Listen. 
The passage reads, His compassions are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, The Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for Him. So here we see that portion is used to refer to our Lord Himself. He is the one that we most need and is our ultimate source of life. So I could imagine Mary thinking, saying this to herself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. Mary chose to sit at the Lord's feet and listen to him. For her, the Lord was her portion. And when Martha complained to him about Mary, Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Jesus wants to be in our lives. He is our portion. And if He's our portion, He is our main desire, our priority. And spending time with Him is most valuable to us. So then we do not get anxious or troubled or distracted or envious by all the other things or people in our lives. Being versus doing. Mary simply was present while Martha was busy working. Mary was being as Martha was doing. Both are important, but being was necessary. It was the good portion which will not be taken away from us. What character traits did we see in these two female characters and What did these displays show us about who Jesus is? I think Mary was bold because she broke tradition by being a learner despite being female. And even if it was taboo because she was a woman, she broke expectations by not being too concerned about or constrained by kitchen duties. What does this say about Jesus then? Jesus was worth Mary's attention. Every word he says captured her, captivated her. You know, his presence in our lives must be enjoyed. He would be delighted to see us gain character that's being. Then watch us working hard that's doing. He loves us even if we are not performing. This is not to say, however, that we must stop working or serving. For how else will life operate if we are all just seated all day and not get all the housework and the office work done, right? Mary was bold, but Martha was not inferior. Yes, she was distracted. But I admire her for being brave and assertive. 
She was being transparent and honest with her feelings. As she, in verse 40, went up to Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. I mean, I couldn't do that. If there was a guest of honor in my home, I can't just come up to him and tell him to confront someone or or scold somebody. For me, this shows that Martha was secure in the knowledge that Jesus accepts her and will listen to her, even at her worst. Friends, Jesus loves us and is ready to hear us out. He's willing to listen to our feelings and our woes. There's a part two to this bonus episode. I hope you tune in again next time, next week, because I would like to share how we can create what I call Merry Marvels and enjoy what I tag as Martha Moments here in Nana's Notes. Coming to you with weekly episodes. Catch you next week. Thank you to Nikita for the artwork, to Mira and Jakob, that's me, for helping out. This podcast was fueled by Zero Reg Reg, Zero Waste, Clean Plate. This has been Nanai Richelle. Thanks for listening, Mary, Martha, Mario, Martino, Maria, Martina, Mare, Mards. Maria Leonora Teresa Marimar